Hey, hey, second to last show of the year. Let's get it. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021, and this is episode number 390. What? A Barry on Deck is always Barry on Deck brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you've been injured in the accident, in an accident, not the uh, accident, put this number in your phone, 713-913-GO-AP or log on to APLawGroup.com. It's muy importante that you don't get taken advantage of by the insurance companies. Hey, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. This is it. Second to last show of the year. I just realized I forgot to update the stream elements, but I'll do that live. Hey, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, I'm excited today. We've got some unfinished business with the NFL Week 16 recap. We've got to talk some NBA. I got your power rankings for you. Some news about the Rockets. Uh, what else we got? We got a lot of NFL talk, including some coaching changes coming down the pipe, potentially. Uh, and we got to talk about, I've got a running list of college football players that are skipping their bowl games. We've got crazy playoff scenarios in the AFC. Lots of fun to get to. And don't forget, don't forget. I don't know why my face is all itchy. Don't forget. Hour number two, 315, Donnie Houston is going to join me from the Donnie Houston podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about what he's got planned for 2022. As you know, last week or the week before, a couple of weeks ago, I had Donnie on, and we had a few issues uh, with his connection. So rather than make you guys suffer through bad connections and make him suffer through bad connections, um, I decided to call it, and we would get him back uh, when we could get a better connection. So hopefully that is today. going to join me from about 3.15 to 3.45 talking uh, the state of hip-hop in Houston, Texas, the what what 2022 holds for Donnie Houston, and we're going to talk a little bit about what happened, the tragedy at the Astroworld, Astroworld Fest, I guess, and get his opinion and two cents on the whole matter. So should be a fun show for sure. Uh, but as always, we start the show, uh, and I didn't do my, my, my prep work here. Uh, something got amiss. Something is awry. I didn't even add my slides yet. What are you doing, Laminac? What's going on over here, Laminac? You don't have your slides in. Why is that? Uh, let me see. Let me let me get all this out of the way. Close that. Close that. Yep. Didn't do my slides. I was so ready today. I was done early with everything. I was so proud of myself. And then I screwed around and, and didn't do my slides. So let's get to the... Now, now I have it. Now I, now I can do it here. Let's get to the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. Come on. You know who it is. You 
It's your girl, Hove. Actually, it's Shelby. Shelby, uh, thank you, Boo Boo. Thank you for being early. Thank you for being first in the chat. Thank you for sending the super chat. Thank you for the first like. Thank you for the triple crown. You are the triple crown winner. You are the greatest decade in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. And then it's just back to regular old ass Shelby in an hour and 52 minutes. So just deal with it. Just that's just that's how life is, Shelbs. But we appreciate you being here early. Uh, appreciate you all getting in early. It is super important that you get here early. Shut up, Rob. Stream element links aren't working. I'm doing it right now. Okay, I'm doing it right now. Thank you guys for being early. We'll get to the chat in just a second, but I'm gonna fix this goddamn stream elements right now, live on the show. Just this is what you get. This is what happens happens uh, when you got one dude. That's it. Um, so I'm gonna go fix it right now. Chatbot timers. Turn that shit off. Turn on the follow me's and the sub reminders. There we go. Okay. I think we're good now. That should be fixed. So go away, stream elements, stupid chat bot. All right, speaking of the chat, speaking of chat, who's here? Mr. Reyes was second. Fidel was third. Donna, my sweet Donna, was fourth. <coughs> Not a COVID cough, I hope. And uh, fifth was Lil Uzi with a weather update. I dig it. Current conditions of BiffNet World Headquarters, 59 degrees, dew point 39 degrees, Sunny sky, 70% chance Barry's got some weird penis ads on his browser since yesterday. A lot of you guys felt like yesterday's show was a little weird. <coughs> Excuse me. What? Oh, my God. COVID call. The comment section, um, which usually is Rune, uh, Sylvia, sometimes Mimi, and Joe Pro. Everybody was like, yeah, second hour got weird. Yeah. Listen, sometimes we're prone to that. Okay. My camera moves a lot. I got to fix that, too. It's like wobbly. I can't touch the desk or something. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes we're prone to getting weird on the show and talking about some weird, off-the-wall, disgusting topics. It's my bad. It's my bad. It's my bad. I promise you in 2022, we're going to try to do a much more uh, radio broadcast-friendly show. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Who else is here in the chat? Uh, Shelby, we got Fidel. TDP, what's up, Playboy? Y'all, TDP has the coolest family. Wife and daughter always coming out and helping out. Uh, love me some truck driver Pookie and fam. Who else is here? Justin Swimfer, what's groovy, homie? Alan Denson's in the building. Uh, I hope Kathy's with you. Uh, who else? Who else? House, what's up, dude? Good to have you in here, House. Thanks for being early. Virginia Buttonweed is here. He said, oh, crap, forgot to feed the kids. Well, that's a you problem. Actually, that's your kid's problem. Uh... What's up, Terrence? Good to see you, buddy. Mark G, hope you're feeling better. Tony Garza, you handsome some bitch. Heartthrob still GTSS, y'all. Um, prayers up for Heartthrob. Show him some love in the chat. Y'all know how that goes. What up, Walt? Be careful driving out there, man. People are crazy. Uh, who else is here? Andrew. Holy shit, we have an Andrew Clay sighting. Oh, come on, fam. All the way from the great state of Pennsylvania. Andrew Clay, what's up, buddy? Good to have you here. AJB, what's up? Rudolph Rodriguez with the message of the century. John Dory showed up, finally. Uh, CC on the golf course, no less. CC, good to have you, sweetie. Awake Reaper, what's up, dude? Good to see you, man. Jen, my sweet Jen, how are you? Uh, G-Man and Rob, good to see you. Uh, Who else? Richard Vales, what's up, buddy? Cherry, what's up, girl? It's cold today, y'all. I know, right? I was so glad I got... Long sleeves on. I didn't turn the AC on in the house. I'm even rocking sweats today. I went no jeans. I went long sleeve and sweats because I don't care because I'm gangster. 
What's up, Sandoval? Good to see you, buddy. Katie Holmes in the building. Let's go. Alex Villanueva. Okay, the, the producer did a good job. What? What? Why is the studio so bright today? Oh, 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 oh. So we've talked about this before, KB. But, uh, and this fucking thing doesn't work. And I don't know why it doesn't work. But um, this window over here, let me zoom out. You see how I have this? This is my office, right? So it's not a studio. It's just an office that I turned into a studio. So over there uh, is the doors that go out to my hallway, my entryway. And there's a front door like right there. So the problem is um, all of the light spills in from the front door. And I don't like it. I wish it was dark in here, really. I wish it was dark in here, but it's not. It's super bright. And uh, yeah, so this is why, you know, if you zoom in, it gets a little darker, but not much, not much. It's it's just a whole, it's all the spillage right there. I'm trying to get some barn doors for it. Or somebody showed me smart glass or said to get smart glass. Um. It looks dope, but it looks expensive. I got to get two doors full of it, so I don't know. Uh, Jen's flowers look nice behind you. Yeah, don't they? Don't they? They're super cute right here. Hello, flowers. Uh, by the way, I, I have a lot planned. I'm not really, if you guys aren't invested in sports this week, I'm or, or today and tomorrow, I'm totally not invested in sports either. So if you don't want to talk sports, in fact, I should do a poll. What's up on the pod bean? What's up to the seven folks listening over there? Uh, Chris Reyes and Titan Hugo and Ruthie. What's up, Ruthie? I, that's a new name in the uh, on the uh, pod bean. Good to see you, Ruthie. Thanks for joining us over there. Um, Anna, good to see you, Anna. Who else? I think that's it. I think I got everybody. Truck driver Pookie's over there. Good to see y'all, man. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for showing up. So I'm going to do a poll on YouTube. We're live on YouTube. We're, I didn't even tweet the show out. We're live on Podbean. So if you want to listen live, get the Podbean app. If you want to watch live, it is a visual show, then hop on YouTube. I know a lot of you say you can't listen to YouTube and close your phone. But if you get YouTube Premium, I think it is, uh, you can absolutely close your phone while you listen. That is a possibility. So let's do a quick poll. Uh, do Oh, here we go. Do we want to talk sports? That's the poll. Do you want to talk don't you dare, Barry, keep it weird. I'm not. I'm not. Don't you. Do you want to talk sports? Yes or no? There we go. I just put it out to the community. It's out there. Steven said, no, keep it weird. One man's weird is another man's PSA. Yeah, I know. What's up, Eric Resendez? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we'll just, we got a vote going. Uh, look at Steven. No sports, more weird. Matt Boucher said, fuck sports. No, we're not doing a whole micro penis show today. No, we're not. That was yesterday's thing. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up, sweetie? Good to see you. Cherry said, yeah, let's get weird. Need a little sports. Got to talk about random voices in David Culley's head. I do want to talk about that because that's on the, 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 uh, the front page there. The thumbnail, I guess. So, um, I talked to our local glass guy hooligan the other night and he said for one of those smart glasses, it's like $3,500 for your door. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Not doing that. I'll just tint that hoe. Mark G said, I want to talk about Nagy's meltdown. Nagy, I don't know what's going on with him. We're going to talk about both. So here's, let's do this. Let's get to 
Uh, let's get to our, we'll do our headlines first. I got to set that up because I also didn't do that. Jeez Louise, Barry, what are you doing? Uh, let's do our headlines first and then we'll get into some coaching and then we're out of here. We won't, we won't, if you guys don't want to do any more sports, we won't. So here are your sports headlines. Uh, Chris Godwin is out for the season with the torn ACL. We did mention it yesterday on the program. It did come up and we validated it. But, you know, some of you don't watch right away. So, uh, or, you know, what well, you might have missed it. So it is a headline that came out. Uh, Jared Goff is on the Lions COVID list. Well, there goes 4-10-1. and one. Uh, No player has opted out after the league and the NFL being the league changed their COVID protocols and gave high-risk players the ability to do so. I think they tried to lower their uh, COVID protocol standards and requirements, but then gave players the chance to opt out and still get paid or whatnot. Nobody did, so they're in it to win it. Joey Bosa and uh, Keeman Hall won't play uh, against Houston after testing positive for COVID. And Steven Silas... Head coach of your Houston Rockets expects Jalen Green to be back in action before Christmas and Kevin Porter Jr. shortly after Christmas. So good news if you're a Rockets fan, I guess. I don't know. They've been winning without them. So I know the whole, uh, they're better. And it's true. You obviously want those guys back, but it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see the... uh, the results of that. I clicked no, but I said, but it said I clicked yes. That's what Shelby said. Um, What did Fidel say? Uh, some people called it weird. I learned a lot about DiMotti yesterday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is rigged, Shelby. Uh, it is rigged. It's a rigged election over here on the YouTubes. Uh, go vote. Do you want to talk sports? 23% yes, 77% no. What if, I wonder what would happen if I turned this show into a non-sports show. If this was like a sports adjacent show. If it was just like, hey, we're just going to show up and talk about the world. And maybe sometimes sports comes up. I don't know why I would have to do my voice like this, but maybe that's the new, hey, welcome to Barry on Deck. D-E, well, hey, we're, we're, we're over here. We're just talking about life. Um, how do you feel today? I don't know. That would be weird. Thank goodness. Margie said it already is. What, sports adjacent? I feel like we do a lot of sports. This, this show is way more sportsy than it used to be. See, what you don't understand, what you don't understand is that for the first maybe year of this show, the first hour was sports and the second hour was not sports. So there was always an hour of sports on a two hour show. And then we would have guests and we would talk sports then uh, or not sports, but literally half of this show every day was sports as of late, as of late. And I can show you the rundowns. I know you guys think not, but most of the rundowns are all sports. Like uh, occasionally, like yesterday, we'll go off on a tangent, but it's mostly sports talk. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and that's true. Joe Pro said for the first six months, sports wasn't even going on. Yeah, it was definitely work trying to find sports topics, but also why we had so many guests. Shelby said I'd still be there. Ah, I love you, Shelbs. Uh, you mean this show isn't sports adjacent? No, it's sports. It's sports. 
I'm sportsy. Ow. Okay. Sports short snorts. I'm here. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Did I say that right? I don't think I said that right. Uh, all right. So real quick, since it's about three to one, no sports for sports. Uh, we got to talk a, a, a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about best show on the airwaves. Hey, appreciate you, Titan. You go over there on the pod bean. Chris Reyes, stop trying to get people to cheer for you to UTSA. No one gives a shit. You know, I'm posted go UTSA in both chats and in both chats. No one gave a shit. All right, let's talk a little bit about David Cully and your Houston Texans folks. And the the thumbnail for this show today was who's next? Who's going to be fired next? Will it be David Coley or will it be Matt Nagy? And after after watching uh, yesterday's Bears game, you can see why it might be Matt Nagy. But here's the thing, Mark G. Let's talk about your Bears for a second, Marty, if you're watching now or later. The problem that I see with the Bears, they've they've got a couple of young guys that look like they might be all right later. The the offensive line is just garbage. Bears O-line garbage, garbage. So David Montgomery, I like. He's a nice back, but not behind that O-line. Uh, Fields running for his life because of that O-line. I mean, it, it, it. They have a lot of problems. Defensively, you get Khalil Mack, you know. I, I'm not saying the Bears are great. I'm not saying they're good. They got a couple of young guys. I will say this. After the turmoil, if you didn't know, I forget the dude's name, came out and said that a lot of players on the team had checked out. They had quit. And I think that yesterday they were trying to prove that that's not the case. So they were trying to say that they hadn't checked out. When in reality, they 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 kind of had. But last night, they they showed up. They played hard. They're just outmatched. They're not a talented football team right now. They got a lot of holes. And it's funny to me that everybody wants Nagy run out of town on a rail. They're they're like, get him out of here. This dude was coach of the year a couple years ago when he first got to Chicago. How do you go from being so good to so bad so quickly? Is this the case that maybe, just maybe, you guys are targeting your ire in Chicago at the wrong guy? And again, I don't know. I don't keep up with the Bears like I should. But Mark, Marty, at what point do you start blaming maybe the GM for the product on the field, for the lack of talent on the field, for drafting the wrong future quarterback, or making the wrong moves for a future quarterback? I mean, you bring in Andy Dalton and you think that's going to fix things? And I understand, I understand that Nagy probably has some say in this and it's not like the situation we're dealing with here in Houston with the Texans. But at some point, you got to start blaming the GM too because the product on the field from just an individual player and matchup perspective, pretty bad. Pretty bad. So I don't know all the details and ins and outs of Chicago Bears football, but I'll just say this. Uh, Matt Nagy, you can't go from winning coach of the year. You remember how they used to talk shit about how bad Andy Reid was because he could never win the big one, and now Andy Reid's one of the greatest football coaches of all time because he's dominating in KC with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? 
It's amazing what having good players on the field will do. Well, guess who is responsible for giving you the players to put on the field? The GM. So don't tell me that Matt Nagy, either either his coach of the year award was BS and he didn't deserve it, or he's not falling off this much. He's just got shit to work with. So, I don't know. Let's talk in a different scenario about the Houston Texans. George <sighs> Pookie said that was aggressive. Well, it's what I do. That's enough Bears talk. Oh my God, it's making me sick, Mark. Ugh, Jesus, it's enough. Let's talk about the Texans for a second because there was an article that came out. Uh, where'd it go? Jason Lockenfora says that the Texans are considering firing David Culley. So this was an article on Bleacher Report. Take it for what it's worth. But Jason uh, Lockenfora on CBS Sports reported both teams, both the Bears and the Texans, are, quote, Heavily mulling launching a coaching search in the coming weeks, which means they would have to go in and let David Culley and let Matt Nagy know at the very least that, hey, this is going to be your last year with the team. We're going to move on and go in a different direction, or they would have to go ahead and fire him. If you don't know, there's new rules in the NFL. They talked about it last night during the broadcast of the Bears game. Teams can start doing a coaching search two weeks before the season ends. Used to, you had to wait until the season was over, but they're trying this as an experiment. So what Jason LaConfora is saying is that the Texans and Bears might actually be interested in taking advantage of that rule and starting their coaching search with a couple of weeks left. But in order to do that, you either have to have fired your coach, as is the case in Jacksonville, or you have to have informed the coach that they will not be brought back next year. The Bears and the Texans have not done that as of yet. But Lockenfora is saying that both are heavily considering that. And in the case of the Bears, you get it, you understand it, you see why they would do that. The, the performance on the field isn't good, and the coach is always going to get the blame for that. Coach is always going to get the blame. And I, I don't want anyone in the chat thinking I'm giving Matt Nagy a pass. I don't think he's doing a good job. I think he's made some terrible calls and some terrible decisions in the few Bears games that I've watched reluctantly. So don't think for a second that I'm a, I'm a Matt Nagy champion. I'm just saying there's plenty of blame to go around in that organization as to who's at fault as to why the Bears suck so much. As is the case in Houston, Texas, with the Houston Texans. If you think David Culley is the reason the Texans suck, you're sadly mistaken. He's one of the reasons they suck, but he's just out there. I'm just trying to be a good guy and make people like me. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, there was an article that came out. Look at my camera moving. That's super weird. I got to stop. I got to lock it down. How do I lock this thing down? Let me see. Oh, oh, that ain't going to work. Oh, well. Not going to happen. Uh, we found out through an article today. Oh, my goodness. This thing is barely locked in place now. It's going to slip and slide all over the place. Got to figure out how to fix that. Um, there was an article that came out that said that basically, let me find it. I'm going to read this to you because this is a little unnerving. This is very unnerving. And I, I was stunned to read this, actually. I'll move this over here so I can read it to you in front of my face. Oh, that's super lo a lot. 
Apparently, David Culley has said that he is in communication with Nick Casario on the field during games. So he's not like, uh, you know, at halftime, he goes down. Like, during the game, Nick Casario has a headset. Now, apparently this was uh, something that was done back in the day in New England when Casario was there with Bill Belichick. The difference was Casario never talked to Bill Belichick, according to the article. He listened, and the reason Belichick wanted him to listen was so that he could see what was going on, and when Belichick went to talk to him about personnel, he could understand why they needed certain types of personnel for certain situations because of what was going on in-game. In the case of the Houston Texans, Nick Casario will talk to David Culley during the game and give him coaching advice. Now, listen, this is a long quote that I'm going to read, but this is absolutely disturbing. And if this is the case, why have a head coach, Nick Casario? Just take your happy ass on down to the field and coach him yourself. But pay attention. Quote, on Monday, Cully was asked by reporters to explain his in-game discussion with Casario. Quote, just like I go back to the two-minute situation when we're in it. I immediately went on a line with Nick, and obviously he and senior football advisor Romeo Cornell talked about it. And he says, okay, our timeouts now, how do we need to use these timeouts? And then immediately, okay, depending on what happens on this play, we need to call it. If this doesn't happen, then don't call a timeout. So all of those things are discussed before we ever get to that point. We're usually a play ahead of that. When it happens, then I've got to be ready to make that decision. That's usually with all those kinds of decisions. Folks, what you're dealing with is a puppet scenario. That's all this is. Romeo Cornell and Nick Casario are the ones making critical and crucial decisions in the game. Why have David Culley? I'll tell you why. Scapegoat, obviously. Scapegoat. You got somebody to blame when it all goes south. But Culley knew this going in. He was going to have to deal with this. Do you honestly think if you're going to go out and get um, a Jason Garrett, which I know he was kind of Jerry Jones's puppet to begin with. We all kind of knew that. Jason Garrett's not going to come here and be like, oh, so you want to be in my headset and just tell me what to do the whole game? No, thanks. No, I'm good. I'm good, fam. Now, here's some more disturbing quotes. This is long, so bear with me. I go back uh, to the New England game. I can remember just like it was yesterday that the conversation went, quote, let them score. I heard the conversation, and then all of a sudden, it didn't compute to me at the time. All of a sudden, now, from that point on, I've learned to go ahead to be ahead of those things. When you're ahead of those things like that, you're much better to make those decisions. It does not mean you're going to make the right decision, but when you make the decision, you're pretty sure about making that decision. What? When you make those decisions, those players know. I don't understand this guy's use of the English language. Can I read that again? Does anybody know what he's saying here? I don't know that he knows what he's saying here. I go back to the again to the New England game. I can remember just like it was yesterday that the conversation went, let them score. I heard that conversation, then all of a sudden it didn't compute to me at the time. All of a sudden, now from that point on, I've learned to go at, get ahead of those things. Okay. When you're ahead of those things like that, you're much better to make those decisions. It does not mean you're going to make the right decision, but when you make that decision, you're pretty sure about making that decision. When you make those decisions, those players know. 
What are we saying right now? I really don't understand this sentence. I really am trying to process this as a rational, semi-educated person. When you're ahead of those things like that, you're much better to make those decisions. It does not mean you're going to make the right decisions, but when you make that decision, you're pretty sure about making that decision when you make those decisions those players know. Oh, my God. They know immediately whether you're going forward on fourth down. A lot of times when we get in third down situations, third and two or whatnot, I'll tell offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, you got two downs. I want him to make the decision knowing that you've got two downs to get the first down. Nobody knows that but he and I. The point is, being able to have those things ahead of time allows us and allows our play callers to be able to do the things they need to do. Holy shit. This is this is this is scary. And but it, it goes to show you this organization is just in complete and utter disarray. I mean, what a what a mess. You got the GM telling the coach what to do on the field along with Romeo Cornell and oh my god. It just I don't understand it. I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, I gotta ban this user real quick. Let's see. Uh hide user. There we go. Nope. How many times are you going to do this, dude? Thank you, Shelby. Um, Joe Pro says, sweet Jesus. If he talks in circles like that in the QB's ear, no wonder they seem clueless. Yeah, I, I, it's like, what is happening? Like, I don't, it's just for, it's a further look into the mess, the mess that this, that this, team is in i mean they got their little puppet which is david cully and that's great and it's it's not fair to david cully but that's that's the scenario they're in that's where they're at um now take that and let's talk about another decision that was made this week in in the nfl again uh jim harbaugh decides that he wants to go for it excuse me, John Harbaugh, decides that he wants to go for it or go for two to win a game against the Green Bay Packers. This is the second time in three weeks he's made this decision, and he failed. And this is the second time in three weeks I don't agree with this decision. I thought it was a bad idea. I think when it comes down to this, now three weeks ago when he made the decision, he said they were down to like backup cornerbacks and going in there on defense. They, had, they didn't stand a chance. Well, the Bears thought that too. Bears secondary played pretty well yesterday. I think in that instance, you got to be conservative. You're fighting for your playoff lives because the Bengals and the Browns aren't going away. And we'll talk about a playoff scenario in just a second that'll blow your mind. But Harbaugh makes the decision to go for two. Now, here's the difference between a coach that has his shit together and a coach that doesn't. Now I'm probably going to get a freaking copyright strike for this, and that's that's okay. I don't I don't mind it. I'll fade it. Uh, let me pull up my cam here. But this is Harbaugh figuring out what they're going to do if they score in the game. Check this out. Now when we when we score the second touchdown, you want me to go for two and try to win right there? You want to go to overtime? 
So you can see, clearly see he's talking to Huntley. He said, now when we score the second touchdown, do you want to go for two? Or do you want to do you want to kick it and go to overtime? He, so he's asking his quarterback what he wants to do. I respect that. Let your players have their fate, right? Like if you look, I know what I would do, but it's like, what do the players want to do? So I respect that. Go for two and win right there. The answer was go for two. You make the play. He said, go for two. You're running right there. You make the play. Cool. I got faith in you, kid. So now he goes out and gets the touchdown. Tyler Huntley. And now it's 31-30, I believe. want to kick it or go for it? What do you all think? So now we we can kick this and go to overtime, and we're in good shape. Or we try to win it here, then we just try to keep them in a field goal range. What do you want to do? I, I respect this, all right? He's talking to his team. He's not talking to Nick Casario and Romeo Cornell in his ear. I think he knows what he would want to do, but he's like, you know what? We have issues. We're on our backup quarterback. We've got, you know, we're down defensively. What do you want to do? What is everybody? We can, we can, we can go into overtime right here, or we can go for it. Try it? And somebody said, let's win this, man. Let's win, coach. And that's always going to be a player's mentality. Players are never going to not believe in themselves. Players are never going to not want to go out there and try to win the football game. That's that's why they're the best players in the world. That's how they have achieved this level. They believe in themselves. They believe in their abilities, whether you're the backup, the third string, or the starter. You believe in yourself, and you think you can go out there and win the game. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Huntley would have made the right read, they would have converted. He had Hollywood Brown in the back of the end zone wide open. But he's a young quarterback, and he just locked in on one guy and didn't read his progressions. And that's okay. That's okay because they went for it. I personally, I personally would not have gone for it. I would have kicked the extra point. You have a 50-50 chance of getting the ball in overtime and going down and doing your thing. I, I like those odds better than this, but I have no problem with this. throws. Broken up, incomplete. Bad throw, bad read. It happened. And and this is always reassuring when your players will come over and tell you, hey, coach, it was the right move. I love you, buddy. It was the right move. I appreciate you. So we could talk more. But, yeah, uh, nice of, of, of your team leaders to come over and do that as well. Very cool. Zoom out. So... But this is the difference between a coach that has his shit together, like John Harbaugh, and a David Culley. I mean, these are literally two opposite ends of the spectrum. In one instance, you got a guy who's got to get a decision about the decision so he can make the decision so everyone knows what decision the decision is so that they can make decisions when they're making their decisions. As opposed to, what do you guys want to do? Let's go win the game, coach. Okay, let's go win the game. I, I kind of didn't like the play call either, but I think if he makes his reads right, he's there. <laughs> Cully wanted to punt. <laughs> David Cully to his face, guys. Davis, you want to go for two or you want to punt here? Coach, you can't punt on an extra point try. Who said? Coach, Coach you can't punt. Why not? It's so funny, Tony. Uh... <laughs> Steven said, I love how your zoom out has become almost like an involuntary take. I can't help it. It's uh, it's part of the show. It's a staple. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Next thing you know, uh, you'll tell me Easterby's listening on the headset. Probably. <sighs> Probably. 
Um, I don't understand. VB said he asked knowing they'd go for two. I would have kicked, like I said, I would have kicked the extra point and taken my chances in overtime. Getting the ball, going down, maybe score, kicking a field goal, trying to hold them to a field goal. I get it, Aaron Rodgers. But in that scenario, that is a that is a one hundred that is a literally literal fifty fifty proposition. At least in overtime, you you have more room to to work. Hell, you might end up with a tie, which is better than a loss at this point. But I certainly do respect it and appreciate what he did. Um, so pretty cool. Um, real neat audio. I always love to see those. That's that to me is my favorite part of of the game is when we get mic'd up audio like that and we, we get to hear the process of what happens on the field. Cause you'll see, you know what I mean? Like you get to see guys standing around here like this. We get to see this. You have no idea what they're saying. They could be like, you know, I always assume they're talking about the play. Like, all right, guys, we're going to run this play. Make sure you're lined up, you know, look for this, look for that. But what this is, is this is a man trusting the men on his team to make the right decision and and well to 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 buy into whatever decision is and to get their input on it. Um Virginia Button we said A-Rod versus backup QB. Well, it was like that the whole game and it was 31-30. If it was that big of a mismatch, it's 31 to 10 and this is a non-issue. Or whatever the what was the score in the damn game? I don't know why I'm thinking 3130. That's probably wrong, isn't it? What was the game? Yeah, it was 3130. Okay. See, I always second guess myself when it comes to this shit. There you go. This won't be a zoom out. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is it, it wasn't. Uh, what was the box score? What was the box score? I'm sure Aaron Rodgers threw for like 800 yards. Oh. 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay. They rushed for 96 yards. Ravens rushed for 143 yards. Huntley throws for 215. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's 28 for 40. Aaron's 23 for 31. Very efficient. I got no problem with this. But I just think this wasn't as doom and gloom as people think. Green Bay scores 10 points in the fourth quarter. Baltimore scored 13 to get it to 31-30. So, again, I mean, it seems pretty tight to me. It was 14-14 at half. It was uh, 21-17 to at the end of the third. This wasn't a blowout at any point in this game. It didn't feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Rob said, wouldn't be mad if Texans kicked the tires on Huntley. Oh, no, 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 no. My favorite is when they're talking about their families or looking for their mom. I know. Isn't that cool? I love that. All right. I guess that's enough sports. Steven, the weather guy, said it's too many sports. Too many sports. Fine. We don't have to talk sports. Couldn't hear the clip over here. Yeah, Barry said there was an issue with that. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I got to turn it up when I play it over there. Really? So if I turn this up right now, is there echo? So I have it up. Let's see. Let's try this again real quick. Let me just see. We can, we can go into overtime right here. Or we can go can you guys hear that? You want to try it? All right, let's try it. Huntley takes the snap. He'll roll to the right. Doesn't Pumps, look like throws. it. Throws. Broken up incomplete. 
Wrong app. Incomplete. Yeah, I don't know why that's not working now. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Hmm. That's super weird. That was working for a hot second. Texans should get Trubisky. Uh, suck it, ho. I don't think so. Not doing that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I thought I resolved that. When I when I did the show intro, could you guys hear it on the pod bean? Could you hear the show intro? That's super strange. <gasps> oh, I remember now. I have to do something for... I remember now. That's my bad. Okay. Yeah, well. Okay. That's my bad. I hope you can hear the interview that's coming. I forget there's an extra step I have to do every time I add a video clip. Damn it. Totally forgotten. Failed, you guys. That's my bad. Uh, all right. Let's get to, let's see. So I guess we're done with the sports. What is it? 245? I just real quick. Can we just do one more sports thing? Barry, can you give me a Christmas present? Yes. What What do you What do you want for Christmas? What's up, Rob? Good to see you, buddy. Texans should get herpes, but they would need someone who could catch it. Okay. What's up, BZH? Good to see you, buddy. Yes, Dimato, what do you want for Christmas? I'm here. What do you just don't ask and then not post it. Just next time I say, Barry, can you get me a Christmas present? This is what I want. And then put that. It's more efficient instead of me having to read it and then wait on your ass to post it. And then it drags the whole show down and makes it awkward. Got to, got to be better than this, guys. We know how this stuff works around here. Um, while we're waiting on D-Mata, a three-hour show tomorrow. No. 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 I'm just actually thinking about a one-and-a-half-hour show tomorrow. I'm done. I'm spent, mentally exhausted and drained. I'm burned out. Um, I'm going to get counseling in January. No. 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 I love you, buddy. You know that I love you, D-Mata. I am, I'm so done. When you're, Demonda, think about this. At your job, at your job, who stays late going into their Christmas vacation? Nobody. Nobody. How many of you go to work? Let's say you're like, okay, I got the whole week off next week because it's Christmas. This is last week. So on Friday, on Friday, you're like, hey, guys, last day until my vacation. I think I'll work till 8 o'clock tonight. No, you're bouncing it, too. They're like, where did Carol go? Oh, she left early. Wasn't she supposed to leave at 5? Yeah, but she said she's starting vacay now and bolted at 2 o'clock. Well, shit, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not working extra to start my vacation. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am. I am excited about getting uh, some therapy. I think this is going to be cool uh, for a lot of different reasons. So I'm going to have to figure out how that works. I don't even know how to go about finding a therapist, to be honest with you. I have no clue. I don't know if it's covered by insurance. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, the last time I had therapy, I was like eight. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to go about finding it. I'm just going to try. I'm going to do my best to find it. Um, Nobody is working right now, even if you're at work. Exactly. Exactly. Walt, what's up, homie? Oh, Walt's working. Walt does work. Thank you, Cisco. Thank you. 
Uh, D Mata wants a, fi- a five minute timeout for Christmas. <laughs> uh, Joe Pro, are you saying I'm a Scrooge? You said bah humbug. Enough's enough. Not like any of us are putting in a full week this week. See, that's true. That's very true. I thought D Mata was going to ask for a new AA8000 or whatever he uses. AM, AMS 700. <laughs> that's true. What's up, Jesus? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, we're basically done with, we're just shooting the shit now. What's up? Uh, good to see you. Jesus. We got two Jesus's in here. Jesus Perez showed up. Jesus Salmonoran showed up. Good. Hell, I'm working right now. Um, what vacation? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. You don't get a vacation. That sucks. All right, Rob. Appreciate you, homie. Thanks for stopping by, man. Um, there's, there are some covered by insurance. Some are out of pocket. Well, I got to find Like I asked somebody that I know that got therapy. Uh, just for somebody to talk to. And they were like, well, what I did is I went to the school. Sam Houston State University has like these therapists in training, I guess. I don't know. And they told me that it was like 10 bucks a session. You got to commit to a certain amount of sessions. But it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Did y'all see that gal twerking on the dead corpse? Uh, no, send me the video. I got to see this. Matt said there's no vacations when you work in IT. Yeah, been there, done that for 20 years. I remember that. Always on call, right? Always on call. <laughs> Shelby said I was paying $100 a session. Let me tell you something right now, Shelby. If therapy is going to cost me $100 a session, I'm definitely not getting therapy. Just, just so we're very clear about it. If it's going to cost me $100 per set, yeah. No, fam. I'm definitely not getting therapy. That is a hundred, hundred percent. I didn't last long with that. One. Yeah. Cisco said, I synced it. Um, just don't ask that logo designer lady to recommend a therapist. Her advice sucks. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. No, I don't want to see the AMS 700 in action. Do not put that filth on the Discord. Uh, I, D-Mata, that will get you banned. I promise you, buddy. Don't do that. It's sexual and filthy, and it has no place on the Deckhead Discord. It's gross. Stop it. Don't do it. No. No. Bad. So the other thing I saw, and I, I think I want to get this for Christmas, Um because Nora and I every year go through the same shit. It's like, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. I don't need anything. Well, I don't need anything either, but I want to get you something. I know. I want to get you something too. So I have to go to her sister, Nancy. And I'm like, Nancy, what can I get Nora? So she's like my Santa's helper. She's like my Christmas elf. And she'll be like, oh, she saw this at the mall and she liked this and she wants one of these. And so she sends me stuff that I can go get Nora for Christmas. And then I'll see stuff and I'll send it to her. But Nora always does a good job. You know, she's a woman. She's a thoughtful person. She, they do way better job, a way better job of buying a shit for Christmas that they know we want and need that we don't even think about as dudes because we're stupid because men are dumb. Um. We have a client that has the AS400 things or what? Oh, yeah. AS400s are ass. They should be ASS400s. I had to work on those sons of bitches for a hot second. They suck. Um, Truck driver Pookie said, I'm not getting my wife shit. Well, that's a huge mistake. Here's the deal. 
So somebody, was it you, Francisco, that tagged me on it? It was either Francisco or Truck Driver Pookie, but somebody tagged me on a post on Instagram about a beard roller. And at first I was like, well, this looks stupid. So basically what it is, is you take this, it's called micro needling and you, you like you, you take this thing and you rub it on your face, wherever you have like holes in your beard. And Lord knows I have a bunch of them and it's just a roller. It looks like, like a, almost like you would roll a pizza dough, but it's very small and it's got hundreds of little tiny needles on it. And then you, you'd rub this on your face and all these needles poke your face. And then you take this, this serum or whatever and you put it on your face. And it's supposed to, it's supposed to uh, stimulate beard growth. And at first I was like, all right, that's, I don't believe that. That's stupid. No way. And then I started researching it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And people are like, does this work? And everyone's like, yeah, it worked for me. Like, uh, somebody was like, oh, I've done it for, yes, it's like aerating your lawn. Yes. Yes, Joe Pro. Great analogy. It's like aerating your lawn. Shelby said, be careful. Um, they can cause scarring. Well, I guess you can't do it. Look, Uzi even said the same thing. Truck driver Boogie said the last Instagram I sent you was about the TikTok chick selling her farts in a jar. Yeah. Best purchase of my life. Just kidding. Just kidding. Jose <laughs> said, I briefly tuned in yesterday and now I'm scared. Penile replacement? Really? Must have been a slow day. Hey, listen. Some days we get weird on this show, Jose. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. We took a vote, Jose. It polls in the chat. I ended the poll 61 to 60 to 40%. We don't talk sports today. So grab a, grab a beer or a coffee, uh, hang out. We're going to shoot the shit. I got Donnie Houston joining me at three 15. We're going to talk about, uh, the status of, of hip hop in Houston and Texas and, uh, talk about the Astroworld tragedy and get his thoughts on it since he's a performer and, uh, yeah, should be good. My beard grows like Andrew Luck. Yeah, see, I don't have, I have a lot of patches in my beard. Like, I have holes all over. So, that's why Micro Needle is what Total Dallas's nickname was in high school. That's not okay, Tony. <laughs> Jerry said, wait, there's room in the budget for fart jars, but not therapy? I mean, you got to get your priorities straight, Jerry. By the way, if you're wondering what um, the annual uh, Patreon gift is, farts in a jar. I was going to do like socks or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get them farts in a jar. That's what, that's what, for being members of Patreon, that's what you get. You're going to get jar farts, fart jars. I don't know how to, what the right word is. That's what it is. So you're all welcome. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking I, so I told Nora, I think I want that micro needling thing. I just want to try it. I just, I, I want to be able to grow a nice, decent beard. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? 
I figured like Matt and Dimata and a few others were going to be super excited about that. Sherry said, well, let me go cancel my Patreon real quick. <laughs> Gas in a glass. Nice, Philip. Well done. No, it's not going to be Oliver and Spencer's farts. Oh, I could just send. You know what I'm going to do? Just jarts. <laughs> just for you, Fidel, I'm going to send you a piece of their shit. You won't know whose it is, but I'm just going to get a little piece of cat, a cat turd and send it to you for Christmas. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do what I can. Donna, Donna, Donna said send mine to Total Dallas. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. That's hilarious. Yeah, Mark. Mark said, good thing my Patreon is the wrong address. Yeah. I literally have your shit back there. You see all these? These are returns right here. This stuff you see in this little corner of my messy desk back here. This is all returned items. Hold on. returned items Celio said what if your beard doesn't get any better and you end up looking like Edward James almost damn damn that would suck wouldn't it oh my god so I've got um, Mark G's uh, coffee mug uh oh sounds like it got broke sounds like it got broke let's open it come on Who put this thing together? This is pretty solid. Sounds like it's broke, Mark. Let's see. Opening it. But hey, no, I appreciate you having the wrong address so that I paid for shipping for no fucking reason. Thanks. Oh, yep. Look at that. Here's your coffee cup, Mark. <laughs> Gotta love these indestructible boxes. So there's your coffee cup, Mark. I have Sydney's coffee cup. That got returned. Hello, Sid. I've got your coffee cup here. I've got Ike's coffee cup. Ike never got his coffee cup. So that sucks. And then I have, I have, I have in my hand, somebody's koozie. Uh, this was for Jess. Yeah, Jess is a koozie and sticker for being a member of the Patreon. So, And I will do some shipping this week, I promise. For those of you that signed up and joined the Patreon that hadn't gotten your merch yet, I promise you I will get that in the... That's part of why I'm taking off, just to get caught up on everything and we're good. No, you didn't see a skinny jeans. You saw uh, sweatpants. Yes, you saw sweatpants. Yeah, sorry about your, sorry about your cup, Mark G. Probably a good thing you didn't get it. I'll have to just give it to you live. The box is indestructible, not the stuff inside. Ain't that a bitch, though? <laughs> it's now a puzzle. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, your Sports Riot shirt will be in there, CC. I promise you. I promise you. Walt said, send Sydney's to me. Duh. I just We just use what's in the Patreon. I don't check. That's why I always tell you guys, update your update. If you're a member of the Barry on Deck Patreon, and you should be, and if you want to join, just simply go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on Deck. You too could be receiving stuff like a, a Barry on Deck uh, coffee mug. that Yours hopefully won't be broke like Mark G's, but uh, gave these out to all the members of the Patreon. One year they got beanies. 
Um, I've got plans for other stuff. We'll see what's going to happen. So, yeah. But if you want to, uh, if you want to be a member, just go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. You sign up, you support the show. You can, there's two tiers. There's the $5 tier, which is the big deck head tier. There's the huge deck head tier, which is $10 either way. Support me, support the show, keep it growing, keep it going. You get cool stuff. You get to be on the third, you get to listen to the third hour of the show, all that. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Uh, Joe pro said, look, man, for a dollar a day, you can sponsor a fledgling YouTube fuckface." And then there's the, there's that, uh, Jose said, eh, a little super glue, uh, good as new. Don't tell secret Santa. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, a little super glue, get it fixed right up. So Celio said, good question, buddy. Celio said, what's the ETA on the pride Fogo? I'm so glad you brought that up. So when I did Christopher Hart's show last week, we filmed on Wednesday, Thursday. I forget which day. And then we it, it aired on Friday. But I asked him about that. I said, hey, not to pressure you, I know you've got a lot going on, but some folks are asking about when the Prideful Goat Barry on Deck um, select version will be released, or whatever the hell it's called. And he said, I'm so glad you asked about it. And I meant to ask him about that on the streamathon, but we just got busy with other stuff. But I asked, and he said that it should be dropping in Jan or Feb of 2022. So hopefully, it's definitely going to be Q1. Unless something crazy happens. Uh, but Barry on Deck Prideful Goat should be dropping in January or February of 2022. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll get you. Uh, I don't know vendors yet, but I'll get you that as well. Uh, Fidel said he watched that Whiskey Neat episode. Yeah, that was good times. I loved it. Uh, always love hanging out with Christopher Hart. One of my favorite people to just kick it with on screen, off screen or otherwise. My points at Ricky's are burning a hole in my virtual pocket. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully it'll be there. Hopefully. I don't know where it might be specs. It might not be. Here's the plan. I'm going to try. There's only a hundred bottles. There will only be a hundred bottles made of the Barry on deck version of the prideful coat. That's it. I am going to try to get 10 of those bottles. I'm going to try to snatch up one tenth of these myself for various reasons, giveaways, uh, to keep and whatnot. So good luck. You got to beat me there. <laughs> and I'm going to be the first to know which, uh, where the locations will be. So good luck. But yeah, I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get 10 bottles of my, myself, which is going to be expensive. Cause they're like, they're going to be like 50 or 60 bucks a bottle. Ouch. Um, Joe pro said, where you been the last two years? Crazy won't quit happening. That's true. That's true. Yes, Shelby, only 100. So it's in the barrel. Sweet. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Hey, we got a little AMAAA action going. I'm, I'm here for that. Where's that at? Nope, that's not it. Is that it? Nope, that didn't pop up. Okay, why come that didn't? None of these are working. Um, Fidel said, ask me anything about anything. What is your favorite... Christmas memory. Who? Probably, um, 
probably the year I got an Atari as a kid. So my parents had just gotten divorced, I think, like the year before. It wasn't long. Uh, all right, Cherry, good luck, sweetie. Love you, boo-boo. So probably the year that me and my sister got an Atari for Christmas was one of the best. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go with that. I don't really... I don't really... Yeah. I don't really have a ton of fond Christmas memories. If I'm being honest. Jesus said, I want one bottle as a Christmas gift, Barry. So you want me to give you a $60 bottle of my whiskey that I have to buy myself. So so basically, you want me to spend $60 on you for Christmas. And, and there's probably 130 of you. Yeah, that seems rational. <laughs> Walt, you're an asshole. I, I would love to be able to buy you guys Christmas gifts. Oh, my God. I'd go broke. I wish I, wish I was getting those little sample bottles. That would be cool. I, maybe I, oh, that's what I should do. I should see if they could do, like, the little airplane bottles. <laughs> then I could do that. 60-plus shipping. Yeah. And they're going to break in shipping, OBS. And to go out. I'm I'm going to be upset if I don't get 10 bottles myself, if we're being honest. I'm going to try like the Dickens to get out there and get them, but who knows. Uh, Chris Reyes says, Dan's. Oh, good job, buddy. Good job. I do need to tell you guys about Dan's Seafood and Wings. Why? Well, well, because, because it's the greatest seafood place in the city of Houston. If you want some of the best, if not the best, seafood in Houston. Hands down, get yourself over to Dan's Seafood and Wings. There is two spots for you to eat Dan's at. There's two spots for you to put some Dan's in your mouth. One on the southwest side, on South Kestner. My go-to spot, the one on the northeast side off of Uvalde Road. Super easy, in and out. You're good to go. It's right there by the Beltway. No problemo. And the food, oh, the food is amazing. You're going to love the food at Dan's Seafood and Wings. It's legitimately some of the best seafood in the city of Houston. And it's not just seafood, though. It is Dan's Seafood and Wings. And the wings are amazeballs. Even Amos will tell you. I was there when Amos had the wings. He said they were crispy. They're delicious. J-Ro, my barber, told me in the chair, dude, I went to Dan's. I got the wings. I got my new go-to wing place. It's Dan's. Like, legitimately, my place closed down. I was looking for a spot. He said, it's not super close, but that's okay because when you want good wings, you're willing to drive for it. And that's the case with Dan's. If you want good seafood, you're willing to drive for it. Same thing. Jenny is mom. My mother went to Dan's and she got like catfish and fried rice and a salad and was like, the salad is delicious. What? Do yourself a favor. Don't eat a salad at Dan's. Don't do that. But try the boiled spicy shrimp. Try the lo mein that Cisco's favorite. Try the shrimp po' boy. Try the wings. Try it all and then let me know what you think. I think you're going to love it. Uh, Alex said wings and a grilled chicken salad. Okay. I'm not mad at that because you mixed in some wings. But give it a shot. If you haven't tried Dan's yet and you're a deckhead and you really support this show, support the people that have been rocking with me since the get-go. And that's Dan's Seafood and Wings. Check them out. Eatatdans.com is the website. At Eatatdans on Instagram. Whatever you do, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. Um, I'm drinking my bottle and then I'll leave. 
I'll have it. Oh, made into a light. Oh, that's super smart. The berry on deck bottle. Very smart. Jesus says I'll pay for it. Well, I was just giving you shit, Jesus. Um, so I'm going to buy 10 bottles are going to try to and spend the five, 600 bucks on the 10 bottles. But literally almost all 10 of them have been allocated for someone or something. I will tell you that I'm going to be saving a bottle for next year's streamathon. Already thinking ahead. Let's go Labanac. What? Yeah. Already thinking ahead. All right, I'm just got a message from uh, Donnie Houston. He's about five or ten minutes behind his car battery died. All good, homie. Take your time. Uh, that sucks. That's the worst. I hate that kind of shit. That always sucks when you have that. I was typing that. Keep two for auction. Yeah, so that's the thing. We'll do. We'll either do like a raffle or the auction for a bottle uh, next year for the streamathon. But then like I'm going to keep one for myself. I'm going to hang on to one. I want to put it in the back right up there on the liquor cabinet or up there somewhere where you can clearly see it. And then I want to drink a bottle. And uh, I got some 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 down for me day ones that I need to give a bottle to. And uh, yeah, just kind of got them all got them all accounted for. So heartthrob has a good question. $20,000 goal for next year, right? No. No. And I won't let Jen do that to me next year. No. I, 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 the goal next year is probably going to be 1750. It's probably the goal. 1750. Yeah. 1750 for sure. Not, no, definitely not 25K VB. No. Are you crazy? $25,000? Are you insane, my friend? You're insane. You're a crazy person. There's no way. No way. Seventeen five. That's the goal. That's it. The auction bottle should be signed by the selectors. Do you really want a bottle signed by Fidel? You don't want Fidel's signature on there. No, Demata, you shut your whore mouth. 25 does not sound good. Chris says, like, you have a choice. I mean, Jen's kind of the boss, but I still have some say. I have a little pull around here, a little bit. Yeah, she's definitely the boss, though. Tony said 20K is doable if you auction off that peen thing from yesterday. That's 200 raffle tickets between Rev and Total Dallas. <laughs> Tony is so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, Joe bro said y'all quit and he just quit stressing about this year's goal. I know I don't need this pressure. Oh, there's so much pressure. I got my, y'all got my sugar up. 25 K is way too much. No, no, I won't. No, I, we're not, it's probably not going to be 20 either. It's going to be 1750. That's it. I think that's a good jump. Listen, we did too much trying to get to 10. Well, we should have went to seven fifty, and then this coming year ten, and then twelve fifty, and then fifteen, and then seven. So I'm I'm gonna no. I'm let's come on, reel it in, folks, reel it in. What are we doing? Unless this show blows up between now and then, no, we're going seventeen fifty. 
Weather dude. Oh. So much pressure. That's what the AMS 700 dude says. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I got to go listen to yesterday's show now. Oh, it was wild. Yeah, we got crazy with it yesterday. Um, That's what he gets for missing the show. Yes. No. I, no. Stop it. Stop it. No. Stop it. Oh, I thought you said where I said that. Let's just worry about surviving another 12 months. Amen to that too, Joe Pro. No, it's not. If we start promoting now, 25K is easily attainable. I'm not going to start promoting now. We still got to do the roast of my face and all that. No. Which, by the way, the goal for that next year is going to be 1,000. But we hit 1,500, Baron. Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, Who's not here to defend himself? My daughter just looked at my phone. She said, wait, the man we met Saturday is the angry man? <laughs> yes! So angry! I got to pee. Let's take a quick break before Donnie Houston joins. I got to take, I got to, I got to pee. Uh, so let's get to a quick little, quick little break. Oh, total Dallas. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, just let me go pee. I know some of you are going to leave, and that's fine because you're weirdos, but then you're going to miss Donnie Houston talking the state of Houston hip-hop and uh, the, his his plans for 2022. is The Donnie Houston takeover is going to be amazing. We're going to talk about the tragedy at Astroworld, get his thoughts on what happened and how you go forward as a as a, as a a uh, artist and performer. All that and more right after this. I'm going to take a quick little break. I'm going to go pee. I'm pretty good on a refill. That should last me another 45 minutes. Don't go anywhere. This is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminex. Stick around through this short break.
number two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. It looks like everybody did. I'm impressed. Good job, guys. Thank you for staying around. Uh, scars for life. It was wild. I would not go into the dark, Barry. What? Oh, yeah. Got a little wild. Go pee. I did. I did. I did. Let's blow the show up. 43 watching. 34 likes. I'm still judging if I'm going to like today's show. What? What? Don't judge. Just go like it. Go subscribe. Go like. Go do all those things. Go do it. Don't hesitate. Just hit that like button. Uh, Fidel, two pairs are important so the bark doesn't scratch you. I don't know what that means. You guys are getting weird. Uh, what were we talking about before the break? I forget. Doesn't matter. Here we go. I have a topic for you guys. This one's kind of a, a weird thing. How many of you question, hey, chat? Oh, by the way, speaking of hey, chat. Last Sports Riot Live of the year is tonight. So don't forget to uh, check it out. John Wessling out and about doing comedy things on on uh, cruises. So it's just me and uh, Shockadopolis for the night. couple hours. We might sidecast a little football. Not for very long. I'm not doing the whole game. Nine o'clock we bounce and that'll be the last Sports Riot for the year. So don't miss that as well. Come hang out with us. Keep us company. We'd love to have you. So it's twitch.tv forward slash sports right live. Go ahead and subscribe now and over there as well. Um, so. Oh, get rid of that. There we go. I have a question for you, chat. How many of you would get a matching tattoo with your significant other? How many of you would get matching tattoos of your wedding day? A couple decided to do that. There is a couple that decided to get matching wedding tattoos. Commemorating their wedding anniversary. Very cool. They were both born. Or born. They were married on January 1st, 2019. So she. She. Gets the tattoo, 010119 or whatever it is. And then, you know, of course he's got to do his part, so he got the tattoo. Except he got 11,919. He didn't... He did it wrong. Why would you... Why would... What are you doing, dude? He goes out and gets like X, I, C, M, like, bro. Why would you do that? And then she's the one that posts like his dumb ass got 11,919. You also didn't even get 1,119. You didn't get 1,119. You got 11919 if this was a date. That's when you know you married the wrong dude. You married a dumbass. He doesn't even know Roman numerals. By the way, Roman numerals not a very not the most intuitive thing in the world. 
I was like, let's only have four different representations of numbers and then make you do math to figure out what a number is. I just like looking at a number and knowing that's what the number is. I don't have to be like, all right, if the number is in front of the number, so like if there's an I in front of a V, V is five, I is one, but since the smaller number is in front of the bigger number, you subtract one, so that's actually four. Just put a four up. Well, four, well, you could put four ones. That's also 1,111. Get your shit together, Romans. Romans out here complicating things. I don't like it. No regerts. Yeah. Uh, Total Dallas taught him math. Man, you guys are killing Total Dallas today. I love it. Um... What did Brandon say? That's like getting a fraternity tattoo and then they kick you out. <laughs> Mark said, that sounds very specific. I, 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 If I get a tattoo, it's not going to be a sports theme. It's not going to be for a woman and, and nor is my soulmate. I, I'm, if nor ever leaves me, I'm, done, I'm out on women after that. I'm switching to dudes. So this is it. I'm not, I'm, but I wouldn't tattoo. No, I'm not getting a, no, no. I would get the date, but I might get an Oliver tattoo. I would just do something, you know, yeah, I might get an Oliver tattoo. Like Nora's tattoos are really cool. One of them is the coordinates of her father's grave, like the latitude and longitude of where his grave exists. Pretty cool. So I would, I would do some tattoos, but I'm certainly not doing any tattoos that, that uh, commemorate uh, the marriage to a woman uh, at all. Because then if, now not only does he have that on his body, but he messed it up. <sighs> no, I'm not, Dibata, I'm not getting a tattoo of you, buddy. No, no, that's weird, homie. What? I might do like, yeah, like an animal or something like that. I don't know. A lot of y'all have weird suggestions for tattoos. I'm not, I'm not doing all that. Only woman I would get a tattoo of is my dead mom. Oh, that's probably a good, that's a good call. No, I'm not getting Oliver on my belly button. I know that's not. Have your logo designer draw you one up. Kiss my ass, Flip. Okay? Kiss my ass. I hate y'all so much sometimes. I hate it when I misspell my numbers. All right, did I say that? Did I, did I say that? I might have said that. I might have said that. Okay. Uh, Donnie Houston is going to join us shortly. He's in. It's good to go. That sucks that he had uh, battery issues, uh, but he will be here. He's connected up, and we'll uh, we'll have him join shortly. Also, I got a message. Let me see. Um, okay. Super weird. Um. I don't have any tattoos. Nora is Nora has several tattoos now. And I was always like, I don't like women with a ton of tattoos, but my wife is slowly getting a sleeve. I'm like, are you just going to, I guess I'm going to have to love women with tattoos because before I was like, it's not my thing, but all of her tattoos are like tasteful and, and look good. And she gets them. And, but I'm like, I, 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 I don't know, but I don't have any. So, but that's just me. All right. I think we're ready. Donna, you good to go, buddy? 
Thumbs up when you're ready. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on the green room. So just give me a give me a thumbs up when you're ready to go. Donnie Houston logging in, so we'll have him on here shortly. Um, D-Mono said, me too. I don't really like tattoos. I don't mind, like, you know, a couple here and there. But, like, the whole, like, I see people all the way up to the neck. I'm like, that's too much. That's too, that's too many. All right, here we go. Good to go, you guys. Joining me on the program right now. I'm super excited about this. We get to continue our conversation from a couple of weeks ago when it got interrupted due to technical issues. But joining me on, why does it say Dez? Damn it, Donnie, I failed you already with this stupid ass. I got to have a producer. This live shit is overrated. <laughs> joining me on the program right now. I'm going to get rid of the whole Dez thing. That's my bad. Uh, that was my, my previous guest right there. There we go. Donnie Houston in the building. Donnie, what's up, man? What's going down, man? Oh, good to have you back, dude. Uh, just so, so, I'm so ready for, for vacation. This is my second to last show. Tomorrow's my last show. I'm done for the year. Are you going to be doing podcasts through the rest of the year, or are you done for, for the year as well? Bro, I hadn't. Well, I did the Yin Yang Twins this weekend, but like far as in-studio podcasts, I haven't recorded in probably like almost two months. Really? Yeah, I'm just sitting <laughs> on stuff and just putting it out. Oh, that's super smart. Sometimes I wish I did that. Like this, I, the, the, doing a live show like this right here where you have tech problems and the wrong names and shit like that, it's a blessing and a curse, right? It's a blessing because you never know what's going to happen and it's fun and it's live and it's every day, but it's a curse because I can't just record a bunch of shit and sit on it for three weeks like you're doing. God, it sounds amazing sometimes. Do you, do you, have you thought about doing anything live? Yeah, I've done live stuff and, and this wasn't even intentional, man. It's just what happened was, um, I just shot so much stuff and then kind of changed the way I started putting out content. And so it was able to allow me to like stretch out things a little bit. So instead of running through, I don't know, maybe like eight to 10 pieces, I can like stretch like maybe five or six. How many you know do you saying? release a week? Um, A week. Or a Shit. month. Well, guess, it's different, so. man, because I used to do one episode. Like I think the first time we talked, I was just releasing like one a week, right? One yeah. full episode. But now I'll break them down. Um, so you'll get one episode and it might be stretched to like maybe a week, week and a half, depending on how long it is. And then you get the full one after that. Right. So gotcha. Gotcha. That's just kind of how it is. Now, how did the yin yang thing come about? Cause that was pretty dope getting the yin yang twins. The, how did that all happen? It seemed like it happened kind of suddenly, huh? Uh, yeah, 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 man. Well, you know, it was just a, a partnership, man, that we were, uh, establishing with Steve Rogers over at 5015 and faces and all of that. And so they have their legends series that they're doing. And um, this was just the first one that we connected on and, and did it with the Yin Yang Twins, man. So That's badass. So you're going to be doing more of those then, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, should be. Ah, no, I don't want to say you. too much. But, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't wait, dude. More uh, more legendary groups or uh, up-and-comers or both? A little bit of both, man. Yeah, both. buddy. That's what's up. Hey, real quick. We got a super chat from Total Dallas. He had a question for you. Uh, he said, question for Donnie. Heard anything about what 8-Ball and MJG are up to as of late? Uh, they're just being legends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just Wasn't there a legacy, Versus man, recently know? with them? Yeah, they, they, yeah well, they were just on the Versus with 3-6. They came out for that. But I think they're just doing regular regular stuff like everybody else. Tour dates, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if they're working on music, but I know they're still doing shows and stuff like that. Like you said, the last thing we saw them on was the Versus. But, yeah, they're still who, around. Who you got, by the way? If you had to pick, I'm put yeah. you on the. We're about to talk verses for a second. Who you got? Three Six Mafia or Eight Ball and MJG? Are you talking about uh, the Bone and uh, Three Six Mafia? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It was uh, Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia. Who 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 did you have in that? 
Uh, I went into it with Bone. Okay. And even then, I can still I still walk away and say like, but this is me, right? This is this is me. This is middle school me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Huge Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. Just happy to see like all five on stage at the same time because if you're a fan of them, you know what I mean. You know like. There's very few times where you had all five at the same time. So to see all five performing and, you know, on point and everything, like it was really nostalgia. But I can I can walk away from that and honestly say, like, it was closer to a tie than like a, this one won, this one lost type of thing. Like Bone, I feel like, you know, they held back some stuff. They didn't even do first of the month. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like they probably had a bigger catalog, but um, you can't deny the energy that 3-6 came with, man. No doubt. Uh, I, I tell you what, I, I, I slept on Bone Thugs and Harmony for a long time, and I think it was because of their association with Easy E. For some reason, I was not an Easy E fan after everything happened and, and the way it went down with Ice Cube, because I was a huge, like, I love me some Ice Cube, dude. That was that was my favorite rapper, writer, artist coming up. Uh, so when all that happened, I was like, I didn't even really give him a chance, but I had to separate bone from easy e and the rest of that feud and then you start to really appreciate what they did and and do right um like there's something about being able to harmonize with hip-hop uh nate dog comes to mind as a guy who take who took it to a whole other level but bone thugs was one of those guys that kind of did something a little bit different that people weren't used to but it could accept so um if you could make a put a verses together what would it be that's a good question man um Man, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm still, it's still verses I'm waiting on. Like, you know, they announced the, the UGK and A-Ball MJG and we never got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there are things like that I'm waiting on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to see more Southern stuff, like, you know, maybe like a Plies versus Boosie or something, because they both, you know, super big in the South, but basically they have these huge personalities as well. So it'll be entertaining as well as with the, the music they made. So, um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but. Like I said, man, give me the UGK and A-Ball and MJG right now. That's that's the one. I missed the Drake and uh, uh, Kanye one. Was it? Did it live up to the hype? Well, you know, that wasn't a versus. That was a... Um, what was it? That was a concert. Oh, I thought they did like a versus type thing. I guess I thought... It was set up like that, but it was more okay. so Kanye doing all his classics and Drake doing his new album. So gotcha. it wasn't really versus per se. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So you've got... You've got some things in the works for 2022. I'm guessing. What do you What do you have coming down the pipe in 2022 for you? I I won't tell. Damn it, Donnie! Come on, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to break some news. I've never been, I, 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 like people ask me like, "What are you doing? What do you What do you want to do? Or what's next? Or whatever?" Like I avoid that because I say that shit, and then I'll see somebody like trying to beat me to the punch, and it's like, hey, really? You know, to get away from all that lame shit, man. You just gotta wait and see. You know what I mean? Okay. No, that makes sense, dude. That's that's pretty shitty though that people are doing that. You you have since you and I first met and talked, well we hadn't even met in person, which is we got to change that. Um but since you and I started talking back uh, last year, dude, your rise in 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 what you do has been meteoric and amazing, especially with the podcast and everything you're doing. Now you're doing shows at the museum. I mean, what have you had guys and you talked a little bit about people trying to beat you to the punch? Has that become that big of an issue for you because of what you're doing and, and the, the trail that you're blazing? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, there were podcasts before I was doing podcasts mm-hmm. of course, but the consistency, I don't know if there's been a podcast, especially if you're talking about Houston hip hop, this consistent, this long, you know what I mean? There've been a lot to come, but, 
you know, this is like, you know, I, I transitioned to call it the Donnie Houston podcast two years ago. But when I interviewed Jay Prince, it was what they talking about. And I've started that four years ago. So mm. within four years, I've seen, you know, a lot. And it's like now, as you notice, um, even with the radio, you know what I mean? Like they want to give the legends flowers now. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's a lot of Houston, you know, history talk when that shit wasn't really a thing. You know what I mean? And I don't want to I don't want to come off no type of way. Somebody probably thinking I might be feeling myself. But this is the real shit, though. You know what I mean? The only reason why I even started my podcast was because nobody was doing this you know what i mean nobody yeah. would tell nobody really cared to tell these houston stories you know that have been here for 20 30 years prior to me even doing what i'm doing radio was here other park other whatever's was here and nobody tapped into that nobody. now you look up it's a lot of houston history the legends the appreciate the city we look and it wasn't like that you know what i mean so you know it is what it is well i i tell you what uh you it's tough to be a trailblazer, man, because you, uh, unless the timing is perfect, you're, you're never going to get the credit that you deserve, right? Like, like you said, you, you've been doing this for a hot minute, and now it's become in vogue because you've been doing it, and people see an opportunity to capitalize on it. So that sucks, but it's just like that's kind of the story of hip-hop, right? I mean, when you look back, this, 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 city, the, 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 this city is known uh, it's it's Scrooston, right? Recipes DJ Screw. This is, but you talk about the trailblazers that came before that, right? There's guys that go fly under the radar, the K Renos of the world, which I wasn't familiar with, even that people had to 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 bring to my attention, and the Ghetto Boys and UGK. So there's like there's those layers to the onion, and sometimes we just sit on that surface layer, uh, because it's what's it's most recent to us. But man, keep doing what you're doing because you're educating a ton of people and reaching people that really needed to be reached and you're doing it the right way, man. I, I love what you do. Uh, and, and I'm glad you do it because yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of fake ass, uh, a lot of, I shouldn't say fake, but a lot of folks that just seize an opportunity and don't really, the, the difference between you and them is you're doing it because you're passionate about it. They won't last. That's a big difference in this game, man. You know how hard this shit is. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't trip even with me saying that, like if you're one of them people who, now you have a sudden interest in wanting to, you know, uh, popularize Houston history. That's cool. Do your thing. You know what I mean? I yeah. ain't tripping with you, man. Like, you know, this is this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? On top of, like, I believe God got got a plan for everybody. And mine is not the same as the next man's. I don't care. You know, you may have a bigger name or whatever than me. That's cool. But, like, my path and what I'm on right now, this is specifically for me. So I'm going to get everything I'm supposed to get. And I ain't worried about what everybody else is doing. Like, more power to you. You know what I mean? Like, I wish everybody the best. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Kill it. Now, I, I wanted to bring you back because I wanted to talk a little bit about what happened in this city. We talk about, you talk about <laughs> Houston hip-hop. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened with Astroworld and the 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 result of that because a lot of people may not know this they know you and your podcast um they you're a dj and a performer as well you're a producer like so it's not just the podcast you like you cut your teeth in houston hip-hop you you lived it that's why you're the perfect person to tell the story um talk a little bit about what this means what the the fallout from the World tragedy with travis scott and that concert means not just for performances but specifically for for hip-hop and and rap in the city of houston oh uh, man you know it's it's unfortunate you know i was there um i think that 
you know, now that time has passed, you're starting to get a little bit more balance as far as like the way people view it, you know what I mean? And opinion and like level of understandings and really trying to figure out what the real guilt is and not just saying like, oh, this rapper had this concert and he's responsible single-handedly for all these terrible things. And it's like, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate. Rest in peace to everybody who lost their lives there. It's really unfortunate because it was, you know, just to be completely honest, like it's one of the most amazing experiences I had going to a concert. You know what I mean? And I'm saying this because I'm saying this on the front end, not the back end, because mm-hmm. like you've heard most people say, nobody knew that the severity or really if anything even happened the night up, it was all the next morning you find these things out. You know what I mean? So yeah. in the moment, it was one of the greatest experiences I had. And I walked away from it that night saying that. And so, you know, it was just unfortunate that the uh, things turned out the way that they did, man. And, and hopefully... You know, I don't know how you bounce back from this to, mm. to bring it back again. Um, I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if you take time off. I don't know. But I think what he was doing and I think that his uh, intentions and not even his intentions because what he was doing, he was doing amazing things in the city outside of Astroworld. You know what I mean? Uh, what he was doing with the parks, with the kids, all these different types of things. I think all those things are important and needed. We just have to figure out, like, how do you move forward, you know, the best way possible? You know what I'm saying? So. Will we see another Astro World after this, or do you think it's done? I can't say it's done um, because you never know, man. Yeah. You know what I mean. The, the truth about it is, is like this is still a very huge artist. You know what I mean, and mm. he has the resources to, you know, figure it out. You know what I mean. I don't know how we get out of something like that, but I'm not Travis Scott. I don't have the resources that he has, so I would imagine that. You know, his team is figuring out a way to, like, you know, rebrand it and bring it back and, you know, still have it as a thing that we can still enjoy and not have this dark cloud uh, hanging over it as it kind of does now. It's weird because it wasn't like in the news beat this to death and maybe too much. But, you know, we had seen a couple of different instances of crowd control being a problem. And it's easy to blame the performer. But, you know, as a comedian, I can tell you this. And I talked about this after the tragedy at Astroworld happened. Sometimes even on a stage where and you performed in front of thousands of people, right? Like you, you know, you don't always know what's going on in the crowd. I think the biggest crowd I ever performed in front of was like five or 600 people. And all I could really tell you what was happening was right there at the front. Those first three or mm-hmm. four rows, because it's one, it's hard to see. Two, it's hard Everything to else hear. Everything else is lights. <laughs> yeah, it's lights yeah. and it's loud. And you're focused on doing your job, whether it's DJ or comedy or rap or whatever. And you're listening to the music and trying to get the cues. And hell, maybe you're like, maybe like Hammer and you got to remember your dance moves. And you know, like <laughs> you got all that shit going on. And then you you might see something or hear something and it's really difficult to deal with. So I think the easy thing to do is to blame the performer when, like you said, there's a ton of blame to go around. Have you ever been involved with anything like that or similar when you were on stage and, you know, with hundreds and thousands of people in the crowd and you can see something happening? Nah, I, I haven't. Um, I haven't. Now, I've been in situations where, like, they were showing the people, like, running up on the guy who's a camera guy and they're trying to say like, people are dying, people are dying. And he was like shushing them away and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've been in that position, not necessarily with somebody telling people that dying, but somebody talking to me and it's like, bro, get the fuck out of my face right now. Yeah. I'm, I got fucking, a job I'm working. To do. Yeah. 
yeah, like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. It may or may not be important, but I don't even have the time to figure that shit out because there's a show going on in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you have to be in that position to really understand what really happened or not even what happened, but really understand, like, how much control you could or could not have as a performer in that type of, you know, position. So. It's difficult, man. I mean, I've been on stage at a comedy show when fights break out. Like, they'll be in a, you know, because you go to a place and it's unruly or whatever. And at the time, I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? I don't even know, right? And and it, it, I can't imagine at a concert. And we've all been at concerts where fights have broken out. And it, it, it it's not as easy as people think. And I love the point that you made about the cameraman because, you know, you're so focused on doing your job. And, and if he's not doing his job, he realizes he's going to get in trouble. So if people are trying to distract him, he doesn't know why they're trying to get his attention. He just knows I don't have time to give you my attention because I'm doing this singular thing that I'm getting paid good money to do. And if I mess this up, I may never get this job again. So it's it's I think there's a there was a plenty of blame to go around. I'll tell you, Donnie. The, when I knew it was going to get ugly was when you started seeing the Tony Busby's of the world getting involved. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. I don't, yeah. yeah. The, the, once those lawyers start getting a hold of it and posting Instagram ads, it was like, oh, this is about to get blown into a whole new era of 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 justice, I guess, for what happened. Because I, I got to be honest, and this sounds shitty, but there's going to be a lot of people that weren't affected that profit off of this. And that's the most tragic thing to me. The families that lost loved ones. Absolutely. We should all do everything we can to support them and they should, you know, get whatever justice they need monetarily or what have you. But there's going to be a lot of people you and I know that are going to like see that ad to be like, yeah, I was traumatized. I need, I need my hundred dollars or whatever it ends up being. That's the real tragedy of this is because people are going to profit off of it. Yeah, so, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it sucks, man. You know, I, yeah, it sucks, but you know, I, I fuck with Travis Scott, and, and I can't wait to see him come out on top when all this is over. You know what I mean? Of course, taking care of everybody and, and all the business and everything needs to be taken care of to make sure that is you know everything is straight. But like, I can't wait to see him come out of this. You know what I mean? Because it's is I can't even imagine being in that position. So Mm-mm. no, I, and I don't know how you. But I would just I I don't know how you. I guess it helps if you have a good team around you to help you recover from that. But I, I mean, you couldn't, you saw it, that it, it upset him and people were trying to make a big deal out of whatever. It's like you said, you didn't know you were there and didn't know until the next day. So you can't imagine that, that these guys, I mean, I'm sure they, they knew at some point the quicker than the rest of us knew, but you're still going on with your life, right? Like I think people were saying how Drake was out at the at a club or something afterwards, it, probably because he didn't know. Because I I don't I just know. Did Drake. a show. I'm gonna go to the club afterwards. I just performed. Like this is normal. Yeah. That's yeah. normal. Yeah, and it's not like you have a thousand people around you at all times. You maybe have an assistant. You got some friends, and as soon as you're off stage, they usher you to the limo and you're off to the after party. There's no okay. Let's take an assessment. How did this go? That shit happens next week. And in an office yeah. somewhere, right? Like, I mean, so it. I, I think we have to be fair in in how we judge everybody involved in this. And I don't think enough people were pissed off at Live Nation and pissed off at the county. And and I think there needs to be more directed at them as well, right? Everybody owns a little bit of the blame in this. Um, do you think that this changes the way live performances in this city in general are handled going forward? I think it changes not just the city, just period 
You know what I mean? Like live performances in general, you can see immediately like artists uh, being more um, attentive to you know the concert goers. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody like they was passing out of anything, any of the slightest thing. You know, everybody's like, wait a minute, stop the music. Okay, are you okay? You know, I think, I don't even think it's just the city, just in general, man. Like, yeah. the game has changed forever because of Astro World. And, cr- and, and, and it's not the, this isn't the first time it happened. It's just for some reason, uh, it, 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 it seemed to have been getting a lot more run and a lot more press. And I, I don't know why. But you and I both know this isn't the first time stuff like this has happened at concerts. Yeah, no, it's not the first time. It's not yeah. the first time, man. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know what you do from here. Well, look, dude, uh, I appreciate you joining. This was a lot of fun. We got to do this more often. I really do want to sit down with you some point next year and just talk shop. And uh, since you, yeah, because, dude, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love what you're doing out there. It's definitely needed. Any plans to start branching out into Texas and beyond? Or are you just right now focused on on your niche? What you mean as far as the interviews? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you're bringing in, uh, you know, like the Yin Yang Twins and stuff like that. But I mean, like right now, you're doing, you're, you're. I feel like you're the perfect historian for Houston hip hop, right? Like, I mean, the 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 rap scene in Houston, the hip hop scene in Houston, hip hop culture, screw culture in Houston. Uh, have you? Is there a? Is there the thought process of doing maybe a third coast? You know, something larger than just what Houston is? Or are you like, nah, this is my passion and this is what I do. Nah, well, you know, that's the thing is that, like, you know, it's a lot of Houston interviews, but, like, it's not just Houston. Mm -hmm. It's not just a Houston podcast, right? Like, my name is Donnie Houston. Everything else after that is going to be whatever. That's your Houston right there. You know what I'm saying? So, I've done (laughs) Spice One, who's, I've done Spice One, who's from the West Coast. I've done Rockwater, who's from New York. I've done Ninth Wonder, who's from, uh, you know, the Carolinas. I've done Fiend, who's from New Orleans. You know what I mean? So, it's it's never it never was just about Houston. It's just like this is where we are. So of course you're gonna get this the same way you know, um, like the Breakfast Club or Hot ninety seven. Like they don't just talk to New York artists, but they're New York station. So most of the things they're gonna get are gonna be in closer proximity. That makes but, sense. But uh, yeah, no, the plan was never to be um, just the Houston podcast uh, or just the Houston guy. It's just you know uh, one thing led to another and like. To be completely honest, like I tell everybody, man, this shit is all trial and error, bro. Like I didn't even intend on doing interviews when I started my podcast. You really? Know what I mean, let what alone was, what was the intent to, like, other people in music. I, I I was trying to stray away from that shit. You know what really? I'm saying? So yeah, I never tell you the story. No. I mean, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first the 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 Donnie Houston podcast is the evolution of what they talking about podcast. So what they talking about that was the first edition of this the first like uh version of this podcast but it was me and my friends and it was more of like a joe button type of podcast so we would sit around and just talk about general shit it would be just like sitting in a barbershop or some shit you know Uh we're talking about women we're talking about life whatever you know what i mean different types of things and music might come up but like i was the only professional musician on the podcast and i didn't want to like in uh uh you know infuse or like like force my my uh life on everybody else because everybody don't live that life you know what i'm uh-huh. saying like uh-huh. i'm music 24 7 everybody wasn't like this some guys you know married with family some guys you know single fathers some guys you know what i mean just doing different shit. and so um really man like we i was doing an interview with this cat uh johnny binder who's like a legend out here like in the streets and shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like legendary street cat from the 80s. And that led to a Jay Prince interview. And so Jay Prince became like, the he's the first Houston uh, person that's a part of like the hip hop community that I ever interviewed. But even when I did that, it was never set out to be the Houston podcast. What happened was over time, well, we changed the name because it was like nobody was paying attention to that shit. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's, we dude. sitting up there recording. Every, we recording every week. We meeting every week. We recording. You know what I'm saying? And nobody nobody's paying listening. Attention, and I just was Let me very hell bent on, I'm not going to allow this thing to die. And so I was like, man, uh, a desperate measure was calling it the Donnie, po- Donnie Houston podcast. Like, okay, well, if they don't know what they talking about is, like maybe because I'm kind of the only like, visible guy like maybe they may like a song i produce for slim thug or some shit and be like oh let me click on this you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it was really a shot in the dark you feel me like it was not supposed to be called donnie Houston podcast it was not supposed to be just me it wasn't supposed to be interviews it wasn't supposed to be music you know what i'm saying it's just all these things happen so that goes back to what i was saying earlier about people coming in and now they want to do this houston thing they want to do like i don't care about that shit you know what i'm saying because i never set out to do this I'm literally going like God just putting me in these places, giving me these opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm on some other shit. You feel me? Yeah. So it may yeah. look like one thing, but like really, I'm on I'm on I'm on God time, man. You know what I'm saying? What the boy said, I'm on a mission from God, man. You seen the blues brothers? Like I'm really on a mission from God. And I'm finna start running with that. That just I like the way that sounds, but that's my life, bro. That's the realest shit I can tell you right now, bro. Like, I'm on a mission from God, dog. Anything you seeing me doing, some of that shit planned out, majority of it ain't planned. It's just literally my hopes and dreams and prayers and God hearing me and open up opportunities, dog. So if you want to try it. to do what I'm doing or you want to try to, like, but you know, are you intentions for me or one or whatever, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm on, I'm on a mission from God, man. So do you not want to embrace it? Because my, my I was telling my wife, I was like, man, I'm so excited. Donnie's going to be back on tomorrow. We're going to talk about this. That. She was like, oh, Donnie Houston, he was the one that did that. Because I told her about when you had Liz on, right? Wasn't that her name? I forget her name again. Dev. Dev Lim. Dev. Dev. And I, yeah. she loved that episode, right? Because she had seen that. and uh, But I was like, yeah, you know, he's kind of become the de facto historian of Houston hip-hop. And I know that's not what you set out to be. Do you, is that something you don't want to embrace? But, or is it more of a, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not trying to do it. Cause you are kind of becoming that dude with some of these. No, epic, no, 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 no. I embrace that. Epic yeah, podcast no, no, no. that you've released. Yeah, no, I'm, I embrace that 1000%. I'm just very big on like, don't put me in the box. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or you're just the Houston guy because I'm not just a Houston guy. No. The Houston guy. As, like I just told you, you know what I mean? The, all the people I've named yeah, from other yeah. regions and it's going to continue to grow. I just did Yin Yang Twins. Like, there's so much more to come beyond Houston, but I'm going to always represent this H and I'm going to always tie the city into whoever I'm talking to. Like, when I talk to a Spice One who's a West Coast guy, I'm going to ask you, tell me about which nobody else is going to ask you. You know, when you do interviews, tell me about when you came to Houston and went to DJ Screw's house. Mm-hmm. That's how I become the Houston guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. Not just not only Houston. It's not, nah, bro. When you see me, you see Houston. I'm Donnie motherfucking Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wherever you see me, that's where Houston is. So I ain't gotta be doing <laughs> just Houston artists. It ain't gotta be. I'm popping shit right now, Barry. You getting some fire shit right I now? I love it. I I'm love it. Up over here, man. But, Go, <laughs> but, do it. But nah, you know what I mean? On a on a serious note, bro. Like I'm really out here on a mission from God, dog. All this shit is just shit I've 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 thought and like wondered about or like may may have written down somewhere or just you know what i'm saying pondered on for a minute whatever and it's like these things just so starting to happen for me and open up bro so if you want to you know if you look at me as a houston historian or the Houston story you know whatever i'll take that you know what i mean just don't yeah. box me in yeah you know 
Well, it's so funny because you and I, it's this show just started as out of necessity. It was just one of those things. I was doing radio. I got laid off. I was like, I guess I got to do something. The the deckheads that have been supporting me since day one were like, do a show and we'll be there. And they have been. Uh, but it was just a general sports show. And I always, this is like one of those things you and I need to sit down and have, have, have some drinks and talk about. But it was always about niching down. If you want to be successful on YouTube or you want to be successful as a podcast, you got to have a niche. And so I look at you and I'm like, well, he's got his niche. You know, it's it's Houston hip hop, but it's it's hip, you know, Houston hip hop culture. But you can do an interview with the Yin Yang twins when it comes up, or like you said, that list of non Houston artists that you're able to get. And I'm jealous because I'm like, I'm just doing sports. I don't really have a niche, right? I'm like, I try to be funny and talk sports. I'm like, I need to niche down some and then go out and do the other shit. So I look at you and I'm jealous because you did it the right way from the get go. And I'm like, damn, I should have. I should have just just been like like a Houston Texans podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man. I I think I think your niche is being buried. That's your niche. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go out and do whatever you want, but nobody's gonna conduct the conversation like you. You feel me? My niche my niche is I don't look at my niche as being like Houston. Like I guess you can kind of say that, but like my niche is is like I don't give a fuck who I'm talking to. When we're done, it's gonna be two different conversations. Now you can be the judge on say which one which one is better. I don't really care about that shit. I'm just saying like I bring me to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, deep, man. No, that's deep. That's real. That's real. How, that's okay. my niche. So that's my thing. Like nobody can nobody can be you better than you. So if you being you, that's your niche. You know what I'm saying? Whatever else come after that, come after that. That's true. And I hate you for being right. <laughs> but that's so <laughs> true. Okay, so last question I have for you. Uh how much do you get caught? Because you just said you may th- there may be somebody that does the same interview or interview somebody like that that you have, and but yours is going to be authentically you, and theirs is going to be theirs. Do you get caught up in the numbers? Because I know for me, Donnie, dude, it's so hard not to like constantly be checking how many are watching, how many watched, how many are going to watch. What is like that's something that I really have to fight on a daily basis. Is not obsessing over the numbers because you know this is a numbers culture now that we live in with social media. How many likes you got? How many followers you got? How many people watch? How many this? It also translates into revenue. You know that as well. Right. You want to be a signed artist? You better have your numbers up. You want to get a record deal? You better already have your numbers up. How much do you obsess over your numbers? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I, I, Man, I was looking time, at you for bro. some wisdom. I, I, I was hoping you'd be like, never bury. <laughs> Get on my no, level. All the, time, all the time, man. I mean, it's natural, bro. We're creatives, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. love, you know, the shit that comes with being a creative, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking about obsessing over that. Like, yeah, I mean, in a sense, I don't, I wouldn't say I obsess over it, but I can definitely tell you, like, if I'm in my phone, you know, all the time, multiple times throughout the day, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm going to check Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, YouTube numbers. You know, what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like it. That's it. those are the four that I that I'm cycling through throughout the the entire day. I'm looking to see what's going on, and it ain't. I'm not looking at anybody else's numbers. I'm just looking at mine and trying to figure out. Okay, am I doing good today? Do I need to make adjustments? You know, are they really hitting on this? Like shit, like that. But like, yeah, of course, always looking at the numbers, bro. Because okay. it matters. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, my numbers matter. You know, I don't really get too caught up in what anybody else is doing, but I'm always looking to see like. How am I doing? You know, what adjustments I need to be making? Yeah. You know? uh, and that's, that's, a, it's, a, it's the business side of it, right? You got to, you, people will tell you, you shouldn't care about the numbers, but you and I both know you, you have to, cause the numbers are going to speak volume, speak volumes about what it is you're doing. And if you're heading down the right path. So 
Dude, this is dope. I can't wait. We definitely need to sit down and have some drinks and just talk shop with no cameras on. Uh, that I would love that more than anything. So we need to make that happen. Next Let's year. do it, man. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Hey, tell the people how they can find you, Donnie. Uh, listen, man, follow me. I'm Donnie Houston on everything. I M D O N N I E H O U S T O N. Uh, subscribe to Donnie Houston TV on YouTube. Follow Donnie Houston podcast on Instagram. Follow Don Hugh podcast on Twitter. D O N H O U podcast. That's on Twitter. And, um, yeah, man, you know, just stay, uh, you know, holler at me, man. Y'all see me out, holler at me, man. Follow me, you know, tap in, man. I appreciate everybody who watches what I'm doing, Barry. I appreciate you, you know what I mean, for uh, inviting me. I appreciate you just for the encouraging words, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that, man. It's always a pleasure I'm, to talk I'm a you. big fan, homie, a big fan, man, and I appreciate what you do, uh, not just for Houston, for the hip-hop community uh, and beyond, dude. You, I'm sure you inspire a lot of artists to get out there and do the same thing, man. Keep doing what you're doing, Donnie, and, and we'll talk next year for sure. For sure, definitely, man. I appreciate you, man. Bet that is Donnie Houston, man. Make sure you go follow and support him. Uh, I'm telling you guys, man, when you see the, where he came from to now, I mean, the dude is just absolutely going to blow up. So uh, you got to be on that, Donnie Houston, man. You got you to gotta get on that right away. Uh, thankful that he's still taking the time to sit down and talk and join us. Uh, great insight, too, on performing, on, on the program, on what to expect. A lot of folks won't come on and tell you the truth, and the truth was they didn't know. I mean, that's and he was there, so I uh, really appreciate him. Um, what is going on before we bounce out of here? Let me go ahead and play the music. Thank you to the AP Law Group for always sponsoring the show. Cece, did I really just see you shot a 63 on the front and a 60 on the back? Damn, Cece, we got to work on... Uh, Hey, Flip, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Finally glad we got Donnie in. Do we get dope tomorrow? Yes, we will sit on the corner and do some dope tomorrow. I promise you that. Can't promise you much else, but I promise you we will sit on the corner and do some dope. Thank you, my guest, Donnie Houston, for being a part of the show today. I really am a big fan of his. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited we got to finish the interview that we started the other day. Hey, thanks for being a part of the program. Thanks for being here every single day. I love you all like your like your family. For real. And I will see you guys tomorrow for the last show of 2021. This is it. And then we're off. Don't forget tonight, Sports Right Live on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Sports Right Live. Until I see you tonight or see you tomorrow, do me one solid. Two, three. Be safe. Be kind. And love each other. And I will see y'all tomorrow.